How, how, how are y'all doing? We're good, we're good. What did we speak about last week? We went, we talked about going from complete complacency, I'll use that word, get that out of the way. Complete complacency to what? Commitment, that's right. And, um, you know, as we talked about it, complacency is sort of where we live a lot, but God calls us to be co- committed to Him, and there's no m- middle ground. It's either you're going to be committed and you're going to fight for that. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to do it right every time, but you're going to fight for it. But so a lot of times we go, well, I'm, I'm good enough. And when we start to believe, you know, I do good enough, that's when we get complacent and we start to really miss out. Now, um... Do y'all believe that our world is in a state of chaos? Anybody think that? You think? What? This is on um, just a snapshot on Fox News website. Look at this Fox News one slide. Okay, you know it's going to be hard for y'all to read some of this, but this is some of the stuff of the state of our world today that we see every day. I didn't like have to go search this out. It was just the first thing I looked at. One thing it talks about is a U.S. strike against Syria. Syria, not a, a matter of if, but when. Now, this is scary, a war type of thing, but this is going on because Syria has used chem, 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 chemical gas um, and weapons on even on men and kids and women and killed them in, in ways that have sort of been out outlawed around the world and so um, there's been some proof that came out about it and it's been very sad and when I see that story, when I heard that story I think man our, our, our world's a wreck When if you, you look on this the, the, the one with the broken heart is a kid who um, he broke up with his girlfriend and he went out into the woods and he killed himself very very sad sad deal they'd hoped he'd just gone out there just sort of to, to find himself but the, they found him uh, within that next day or so and and the third thing they're twerking backlash um, um, Miley Cyrus at the um, at the at the VMA is that what's called VMAs okay sorry I'm not real legit with it all um, but um, chaos our world's in chaos. I mean, now don't go to the next slide. It's too small to read. But go to the the new, new news for Jacks. This is stuff around the world. This is news for Jacks right here. First first line up there says one dead in West Side triple shoot, shoot shooting. The um the pic, picture there with the video it says uh, parents on alert after nine year old attack. A girl was attacked at a Best Buy um, and dragged into the bat, bathroom where he a man uh, like. 32 or so, he tried to kill her. This occurred within the past um, week, with the past four, four days here. And there's sort of more stories um, uh, about shoot, shootings and, and things. Would you all agree our world's in chaos? Yes. That There's just a lot of our world is just... And I, so that, I just want you all to be depressed by the time you all got here. And that's not the case. But sometimes we, we've got to sort of look at things. We see it. Every day. These news things aren't like, whoa, that's a weird day. No, that's it. every day we hear stuff, we see stuff. The next slide, look at the next one, is something that you see a lot. It's bull, 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 bullying. It, it's, it's real. It, it occurs a lot. Um, you may not have seen this scene, uh, but I guarantee it, it still occurs. The next one uh, is partying, partying. And you know what? There's a lot of, of teenagers and probably some in this room that go, man, it, it's all good. But you're going to find that you, what you hope to gain, there's nothing there. It's empty. 
It's chaotic. It's a wreck. Uh, so you can go and just hit the black side on that. And um, so we live in a, a society in a lot of ways that's dead. Okay, I just want you all just to understand that truth by itself. Um, spiritually, it's dead. God is mocked. W- would you all agree? On, on the, the right, God, God is mocked. The Ten com- Commandments are banned from a lot of public parks and courthouses and stuff like that. Uh, you better not say the name of G- 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 Jesus or someone's going to be insulted and be mad and you'll be called a bigot. So I, I just want you to understand where we are, okay? So now we're, we're going to look at, at something. Now this is um, in the Bible, a vision that God gives a prophet named Ezekiel. Everybody say Ezekiel. Say Ezekiel. Okay, now he's a prophet of God, and God gives him visions. Um, and this is a prophecy that he foresees, and it's written for a specific people for a specific time, for a specific event, okay? When a prophecy occurs, it's not always for you. I want you to understand that. Sometimes it's, it's written for something that's going to occur. Throughout the Word of God, prophecies come out. This is one that we're, we're going to read, and it is sort of a tough pa- passage um, that you probably have heard of it before, but let, we're just going to walk through what it means because it has, to me, great ramifications. That means it, it means it means a lot for where we're at right now. So turn to Ezekiel chapter 37. Now, you probably don't know where that is. And it's after Isaiah, um, after Psalms, after Isaiah. Found it good. We got one person that's got it. Um, so try to find it. I've got some Bibles. Since anybody needs some, I've got them sitting on the inside chairs. Do we need them over here? I'll toss it. Ready? Don't drop that. It's the word of God. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else? Oh, no. Not gonna do that. that was scary. I was going to throw it. I've got one more out there right over there, and y'all can sort of share. Find a way to share over there. Ready? Gosh. Good job, Paige. You can hit the rest of the lights on. That would be great. Lord said the two middle ones. Let there be light. There's one that's still out. All right. Hey. Come back to me. Come come back to me. Come back to me. Oh, good. Okay. Now, tonight, don't be depressed. I don't have any stories about my dad or anything that I, how I chopped someone's toe off. I've not, nothing exciting. But there's a story that we're going to look at that, that should be able to hold us and um, for us to learn. We're going to pray before we start uh, because I believe that as we open the Word of God that we rely on the Spirit of God to speak to our hearts, to even give us wisdom to understand um, what God wants us to know about His text, about His Word. So let's pray together. Dear God, we come to you right now uh, and I um, come to you as... as um, one in need of you every day, every hour, every minute. And uh, Lord, we just ask for your help right now as we look at your word and as we talk about who you are and how amazing um, you are and how you work within our lives. Lord, help us just to stay fo- fo- focused and help us to be real with ourselves and not um, just push stuff back, but be real with what you want. And Lord, I ask for you to move. Uh, and for you to work. In Jesus' name, amen. Ezekiel chapter 37. 
This is a story called, uh, it's, it's, the title is probably The Valley of Dry, dry Bones. Is a lot of it. Well, you've got, are most of you there? We good? We had a lot of time. Okay, look. Look at this. We're just going to read through part, part, part of this. I'm going to stop and explain some stuff. Then we're going to read through the rest of the story. And then we'll explain a lot more. Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 1. Ezekiel says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in, in, the, in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, son of man can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Um. Have you ever seen bones before? Yeah. If you've eaten food, you've seen bones, probably, unless you're like vegetarian or weedetarian. I don't know what you call them now, but but that sounds like weedetarian. You know, that would be like, I'm, no, bad, bad. No questions on that. Thank you. Hold that for for the end. Uh, now, what was I saying? Thank you. That's not where I was wanting to to, to go with that. Um, bones, bones. We we all experience. You know, we've all seen bones, right? Have you ever been in, in in the woods and found a bone of like something like a jawbone or like a? And most time, is it like is it like fresh and gooey, or is it dry and just just sort of dry? You can snap it, right? It's brittle. You know, the bones are a sign when it's at that point. Dude, that thing is dead. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're dead, and then they're dead. I mean, you know, bones start to go to dust, and they're white, and just, just no water in it. It is dead. So he's talking about these bones in this valley are dead. And God says to him, Son of man, can these bones live? Have you ever seen bones live? Who here seen it? Don't lie. You haven't. Okay, we've never seen bones live. You can't do it. But can I tell you this? When God asks you a question, and this is something you're, well, I never had God. Man, when God sometimes speaks to your heart about something, many times in your life you're going to find out as you try to follow Him, as you seek Him, as you're trying to be committed to Him, that He's going to ask you something that's impossible. You're going to be like, when you first hear it, first time you hear it, you'll be like, no way, that's impossible. And I just don't want you to miss this. He gives the right response to it. Because he says, Son of man, can, can these bones live? He, he could say, Hey, no, 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 Nolan, can you go and do this? Because that's what he does a lot. He speaks straight to us. And a lot of times we go, Uh-uh, ain't no way. Not that you would say that, Nolan. But you probably would like me. Anyways, the proper response is, God, only you know. Whenever God even gives you a challenge and says, I want you to be this guy, I want you to do that, or, or, or can this occur, the proper response is, no way, it can't. Because with God, anything can occur. I will tell you, anything can occur. I've only lived on this earth for 41 years and 354 days. Okay, that's as long as I've lived on this earth, 54, 63, whatever it is. And um, I've seen amazing things of when God says, do this, and I've been like, no way. And he's done something I could not have dreamed of. So whenever God says, hey, can this be done? Don't ever say no. 
what the proper response is, God, only you know. Look here in verse 4. Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to, to, to these bones. Behold, I will cause, cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and, and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin. And put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Now, God tells him to prophesy over these bones. Now, a lot of times we hear the word prophesy, and we think it means that you've got to be like, Oh, you are going to be amazing. And you're trying to say something that's going to occur. You prophesy. It's like a prophecy. Prophesy, it means speak God's word to something. That's what prophecy, when God tells you to speak it, you speak God's truth into someone's life. When I am trying to to work with with someone that is just trying to work through life, they're they're having a hard time. I prophesy to them because I'm bringing the truth of God's word into their life. And that's what he's doing right there. So when when you say, well, he's never going to ask me to do that, he asks you to do this all the time. He asks you to speak his truth and his word into the lives of your friends um, and to those that you know, just, just to talk about him, to talk about his son. That's prophesying. You got me? Everybody got me? Yes. yes. Okay, just give me something. Now, look here in verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Man, boom, he does something else right. God told, told him to do it, and he did it. How much can we learn from that? And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rat, a rat, a rat, a rat, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked up, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. That's right, because really, also, now what they've got here isn't just a bunch of bones. The bones have actually connected themselves, you know, the, the leg bone connected to All that has, has occurred. I don't think that song was playing, but that's what occurred. And, and, and he sees all the, the stripage of little guts formed back on the bones and the, the muscles and the veins, and then the skin comes on top, and they're, they're somewhat whole again. But they're dead. The, every, the valley's now not just full of dry bones. Now it's just full of dead bodies. Mm, okay, it hasn't. It's not really. <laughs> they don't eat brains. They're not, not the same with brains in here. So that we're not talking about zombies. <laughs> Verse nine. Then he said to me, "Okay," he says. Then God said to me, "Prophesy to the breath." Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breathe, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. These white bones, these pale dead bones that had flesh and everything come upon them, came together, had flesh, all of a sudden breathe. And they stood up and says, exceedingly great army. Look in verse 11. Because we still don't understand what he's talking about at this point. It's a, a story, but what does he mean? Verse 11. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. 
Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost, and we are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken. And I will do it, declares the Lord. Who is this prophecy about? The house of who? Israel. This prophecy. Now, Ezekiel was a Jew. He was from Israel. That's that's who he was. He lived in a time around 580 B.C. Or they use B.C.E. now. Whatever. Okay? Before Christ. That's when he lived. Now, this is a specific time you've got to... Understand, at this time, Israel had been a a nation for 450 years. Is that a long time? Compared to us, it is. Compared to Spain or somewhere else, probably not. But for them, that's how long they had been around. They had been there, um, and, and they had ruled their land. They had had their land. This is a time when they lost their land. When Israel, this is a time when they lost everything and they were scattered or ruled wherever they lived for the next 2,500 years. Is that a long time? Yes, very long time. Ezekiel lived in this time when they were scattered. So when he talks to them and going, hey, I see a valley of dry bones... And there's no hope for them. Dry bones will never come back to life. And Israel was at that point. They were lost. There was no hope. In 2,500 years, there's never been a country that has been defeated and then come back. 1948, Israel became a nation again. Some people say, well, a bunch of men tried to work that out because they, 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 they um, kept with the roots and they fought for it. And, but I believe God, God did this work here. Because we, we see something. When he talks about their bones were dead and they lost hope, because they had lost hope, there was no way they were going to get their land back. There was no way they were going to, to rule again. And all of a sudden, the flesh begins to come upon the bones. And hope begins to come, and all of a sudden they become whole again. And in truth is, it, Israel is whole again, right? The nation of Israel. Have you heard of that before? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, yes. It's in the news. It's real. We know it's there. For 65 years it's been back around now. It wasn't there before that. It is back now. So we see this prophecy has, has somewhat come true. Do you see that? Because it was bones without hope. You're never going to get it back again. And all of a sudden, they, 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 they become men. They become whole again. And Israel is whole again. You know what? God's Word, this prophecy isn't finished at this point. Because God's Word says that there's going to be a time that the four winds will blow upon them from all sides. Which I believe that Christians from all sides will, will, will minister and share their faith and reach out to to them, and there's going to be a time when they believe in Jesus Christ, because Jews are not com- the Jews are not completed at this point. The, the God that we wor- wor- worship is the same one that 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 that, that they do. Okay, but 
They've been waiting for a Messiah that they that they missed. That he came, and we know it's found in Jesus Christ. So we we understand, and there's going to be a time when they do believe. And it says that not just a few will believe, but many, because there's an exceedingly great army that stands up and breathes and lives. And only at that point will they truly live. So that's what the prophecy is about. Now, what does that have to do with us today, right now? Okay, and 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 um, boy, I got way ahead of my notes. Got that, got that, um, got that. Close enough. <clears throat> um, the world that we live in today, we talked about it at the start. It's a wreck, right? We all agree, it's a wreck, and it's a lot like the dry bones. Very much so like it. And it's a need of something to revive it, to fix it. And, and really, dry bones is a sign of hopelessness. And can I tell you, if you are apart from Christ, you are hopeless. You, you are lost and you cannot get there any other way. And I wish... Um, we seem to miss it. We just we we leave church. We go on our lives, and we miss the fact that when we go to school, there's dry bones all around. Uh, we miss wherever we live, where we go. Sometimes even in our own house, um, there's dry bones that, that that people we love don't believe. They don't know him. Every week when we meet in this room, there's dry bones in this place. There's a movie back in 1988. You all are going, dude, that's like way back there. Called They Live. Have you ever heard, heard of that of that movie? It was like a, not a, like a big time like Indiana Jones type movie or anything. It was a movie where this guy finds a, a, pair, a pair of shades. He's just live, 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 living life. He puts on the shades, and when he puts on the shades, he can see that some of the pe- people are... A- Aliens. They have like skull heads and like big eyes. I mean, it was like, it was really bad, like CGI. They didn't have CGI. It was called CG. There's no eye in it. And it was just really bad. And, and so when he looked, they'd be like, they would, would walk around and um, they were mixed in with the hum, humans, but we couldn't see them. But when he had this pair of shades on, he could see them. They live, is what it's called. And, um, and so he had to blow up a TV tower because the signal, they used that to make everybody look the same. It was really like hokey dumb, right? But can I tell you this? It was really freaky because he'd go like this and they'd be like, they'd be just walking around. Some would just be skull-like and some would be real. But most of those that were in charge were the skull-like folks. So they were taking over the world. So his job was to let everybody else know. But they began to catch on that he could see them. So they freaked out. You got I won't t- tell, tell you the end, but he blows up the tower and he dies. So, um, <clears throat> really exciting film. But when he puts on the shades, he sees them for what they are. And you know what? Man, I so wish as I thought about what this was about, because where we go, dry bones are all around us. The lost are all around us. We don't even understand. And I wish we could just put Glass is the one where we'd look around and we could see. Because I think we'd act. If we, if we really understood the lostness and the hopelessness of where they were, we'd probably be apt to do a lot more about it. Uh, but we don't have those to pass out tonight. You know, sorry, we, we couldn't pull, pull that off. Um, John, 1 John 5.12 says, He who has the Son has life. Uh, he who does not have the Son does not have life. 
simple truth, dry bones, whole whole life. It's 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 not if it's it's this is what it is. Um, Y'all understand he prophesied over the dry bones, speaking God's truth to them. Know that we're called to prophesy. You are called to prophesy. Um, You're you're called just to, when you see a friend uh, that is struggling with sin, you know that you're called to speak truth within their life. Now, some of you go, well, don't judge me. Grow up. (laughs) Just don't say don't judge me because you don't want to face your sin. Okay? And, and when you confront them, don't be like, ooh, you're a loser. No. Confront them in love. But you're called to do it, and you're called to prophesy. And know that you're called to speak God's truth where you go. Talk about the greatness of God, the fallness of man, the hope in Christ, the response that we, we, we should have. You're called to speak those four things. That's prophesying wherever you go. When you talk about your faith in Christ, wherever you go, when, what, what he's done in your life, you're prophesying, and we're called to do it. Ma- Matthew uh, 28, 18. Y'all, if you've been in church at all, you've heard this. It says, and Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you. We're called to prophesy. We're called to speak the name. Next three or four weeks in here, we're, we're going to do some, some stuff that's sort of outside the box of what we've done because I want to empower you, equip you to prophesy where, 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 where you go. And each week, my challenge will be, hey, I just want you to sh- just share one thing with one person. Okay, just share one thing about, just talk, talk, talk about God and how great He is. That, that's what you do the, the first week. But we're going to do some things because we've got to be proactive in what we do. We've got to see that there's dry bones and they're hopeless without Christ. In the vision Ezekiel has, who does all the work? God really does it. Ezekiel speaks, but the power and everything that's done is, is God. Understand that when you speak God's truth, when we talk about Christ, when we pour into a friend's life, when we confront sin, when we we don't save anybody, we have no power to save anybody. It's God that does all the work. He calls us to be obedient. Um, We speak what God says speak, and God does all the work. Um, Every week, or I I try to, some weeks I miss it, and I, I really need not to. When we're in this room, I try to share the gospel with you. And some of you have heard it so many times, you could probably quote me word for word in a lot of the way that I say things, right? Right? Yeah? And sometimes I think some of you, you tune me out. Some of you tune me out right in the start of this thing. But some of you, when we get to that point, you tune me out because you've heard it before and it really doesn't have anything to do with you. But do you know that when we have this time here that you're an active participant in what we do? And when I begin to speak the gospel, when I prophesy and speak that truth, especially that truth, know that you, believer, you're called to pray for and plead and intercede for those around you, those that may not know. Because we want to, you know, you're called, you go, well, what am I supposed to do? You know what? Pray for those around you. That if your life has been changed, say, God, would you speak to them too? Would you let them see how great you are? Can you use me to help them understand your love? You're called to participate in it. So let me share this with you. 
There's an amazing God who created this beautiful world we live in. He is loving and kind. He is pure without fault or blemish. And He is holy. He is also just. That means there's a right and wrong and He will always go for the right. We humans, all of us, are sinful. It says that for all have sinned and fallen short of the, the, the glory of God. Romans 3.10 says there is no one righteous, not one. Because we choose sin. We choose that within our life. And because of that, we are separated from God. Because God is just without sin. We have sin. And so God, because He's just and right and pure, He cannot be around sin. So we're separated from Him. And the only payment that can fix sin is death. Something's got to die to pay for sin. And death apart from God means death and it means, it means hell. But God in His love and kindness sent His Son Jesus to be born on this earth to live a life without sin and to die as a sacrifice for our sins. And as he was dying on the cross, as he died, because we think he just died on the cross and that was it. As he was dying on the cross, this sinful perfection that lived a life had sin placed on him and he became grotesque with sin before he died. Because he had to take the sacrifice. He had, become the, he had to become the sin and die with the sin. And that's the most grotesque and the saddest and the most painful part of the cross. Not that he was crucified. That was probably the lightest part about it. It was the sin that was placed on him. And God turned his back on him because God could not face the sin. He didn't just die on the cross, but he, he rose again on the third day, overcame death and the grave. And our response when God speaks to our heart about this is to do two things. We do two things. You repent. That means you turn from sin. That you aren't just sorry for your sin, but you turn from it. And then you turn to Christ and you believe and trust in Christ. And you live for Christ. Now you're going to struggle. You're going to fall. But that's the gospel. And if you're here tonight and you go, you know what? I've heard that before, but that's not made a whole lot of sense to me until tonight. Man, I'd love to talk to you more about it. For, for, for some, some of you, you've, you've heard me say that. If you've been here for a year, you've heard me say it 30, 35 times in some form. And can I tell you, some of you come to me and go, I just don't know how to share my faith. That's how you share your faith. Talking about what God's done for you, who God is, who we are, the gift of His Son and how we respond to it. That, that's how we, we share. And we're gonna, for the next four weeks, we're going to just talk about that, that stuff. There's a video we're going to close with. And um, I just want you, you can sing along to it. It's, it's, it's a video from that, the song, last song we did, Awake, 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 My Soul. And there's a part that Lecrae raps in it, sort of raps, sings in it. Uh, and it's actually, if you're in Ezekiel 37 still, you'll see he raps what we just read. Um, and as, as this is, is, is played, it's just like a minute and a half. Um, Man, just reflect on the greatness of God. Reflect on the power of God. When He calls you to go out, you're not called... Notice you're not called to save your school. You're just called to prophesy and to speak His truth. That's what we're called to do. God will do the work. Some will believe, some will not believe. Many will not believe, but some will. So don't lose heart. When, when, when this is done, um, we're going to be 
dismissed. I'm going to pray now, and then we'll start the, the video. Dear God, I thank you for tonight. And uh, just this last time, just as we um, make commitments to you, as we seek you, as we trust you, uh, Lord, help us to uh, see the lost and the lostness in folks and um, uh, be sorrowful and be convicted and burdened to the point of action. Uh, help us to love them like you love them, uh, even when they're hard hard to love, because uh, we're hard, hard to love. Uh, and Lord, if there's someone here that needs to believe in you and put their faith and trust in you, even tonight, Lord, I plead with you for the opportunity to talk with them. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, take a look at this video. Don't forget to sign up for small groups and y'all have a great week.